Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Well, we have made it to Friday. Welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Scene. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF, I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. We're doing that today live at the Social at Midtown. The weather's kind of yucky today, so you can come in and get a good lunch and talk a little sports specifically. I know many of you will talk Gator football, and that's where my first guest comes in because college game day is in Jacksonville, and part of college game day is Maria Taylor, and she now will join us on the program. Hello, Maria. How are you? Thanks for doing this. I'm good. No worries. Good to be on the show. Maria, let me uh, just talk about this game specifically in terms of X's and O's a little bit because, you know, there's some thought that perhaps LSU exposed Georgia when they beat them. Uh, Do you think there's any merit to that sort of statement? I mean, absolutely. I think what we saw was the fact that Kirby Smart is, in a way, reloading. Um, You know, you lose a lot of what dominated uh, the front line of defense, and you could kind of see that uh, against LSU, Georgia was outgained 475 to 322. They were giving up just a little bit over five yards per rush, and that's not something that you saw a season ago in a top-ten defense. And so you have to go back to the drawing board, and probably that bye week is going to be very helpful uh, in trying to plug up some of those holes. But I think that that's kind of did uh, Did you see Florida being 6-1 and one at this juncture? You know, I did... I'm not six and one, but I didn't doubt the fact that Dan Mullen could come in and have an instant impact. If there's one thing that we've seen, I mean, you can even look at Mississippi State now and the fact that Nick Fitzgerald is not having the same success that he had under Dan Mullen. He has a way of energizing an offense, and I call him a quarterback whisperer because he does a good job of playing to the strengths of whichever QB he has, um, creating a way for an offense to be efficient, and he's done that already at Florida. Florida's always had great defenses and great defensive pieces, so I'm not surprised that the energy level is up. The, the team is enthusiastic. I was in Gainesville yesterday talking to C.C. Jefferson, and he talked about even after the loss to Kentucky, it didn't feel like the end of the world, and that could have been one of the best things for this team because it's kind of skyrocketed since then and focusing on everyone doing their job, but it's just not the same what he described as like a negative energy anymore. So that's what Dan Mullen has inserted into this Florida program. No question. Um, you know, a lot has been made of the struggles uh, against LSU of Jake Fromm, and he's had trouble, you know, third and six and greater. Now, a lot of quarterbacks have trouble third and six or, or greater, but there sits Justin Fields, and he has not been in a game that he's, you know, been, been asked to throw the football. Do you think, Maria, there's any chance he plays a bigger role in the game tomorrow? I mean, I think absolutely Kirby has been very clear that if he, if there's a spark that can be given to the offense through Justin Fields, he has no problem putting him into the game. And I think what happens is as soon as you put Fields onto um, the field, 
he creates just another dynamic or an aspect, and he's a five-star prospect. I mean, he's built like a, a linebacker or could be somebody, somebody's defensive end or something. I mean, he's a big kid if you look at him. Um, he's very fast. He can get to the edge and creates just another uh, problem for the defense. And I think that if you look at any defense, but Florida specifically, running quarterbacks have had some success. Um, so it's something that – I know that Kirby's not afraid to throw out there, and I could see him just having a bigger role. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter or, or the entire offense is about to be blown up, but I wouldn't be surprised if Fields has a bigger role in this game. Yeah, because if you look at tape of Kentucky, that's one of the things Kentucky did with their – the quarterback didn't throw it great, but you know made enough plays and, and did a good job running the football, and that's what Fields can bring. Um, let me ask you about game day, Maria. I, you must be having a blast doing this. So for some people – who maybe don't know, you know, what you do on a typical game day in a college game day show. Run us through that. So we just actually wrapped up our production room where you kind of go through all three hours and um, the conversations that are going to happen and, you know, when are we going to do you had one job and things like that. Uh, later today we have College Football Live, so anyone who's interested in stopping by at 3.30, we're going to be shooting that from about 3.30 to 4.10, and that's every Friday. And then, you know, Saturday morning, uh, everyone's kind of up early. A lot of the guys have sports center hits. Uh, and then myself, Kirk, and Bear, we actually fly to Stillwater right after the show because we're doing Oklahoma State, Texas for the ABC night game. So wow. it's kind of a quick turnaround <laughs> once we get into about Thursday. You know, when Thursday I was in Bloom, Gainesville, tried to get some um, great behind-the-scenes access with the Gators and then drove up to Jacksonville. So my weekend flies by pretty quick by the time I get yeah. on site. No question. Um, I, I want to ask something of you, and I, I want you to talk about this because I think it's a really cool thing that you're doing. You've established mm -hmm. the Winning Edge Leadership Academy, and I think that's a wonderful thing. Could you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Absolutely, and thank you so much for asking me about it. Um, it's a nonprofit that I established about four years ago, and it's for helping women and minorities who are interested in getting into sports. And so the idea is just creating experiences. So when I go to different campuses, I usually have a student shadow me on game day or on the game. Um, I have We have a retreat now every year for student-athletes that are interested in getting in some kind of business aspect. Uh, a sport. And so we bring in people who work in e-gaming or someone who works the commissioner of minor league baseball. We had Donna Shalala, who was the president of the University of Miami, Carla Williams, who's the OD at UVA. And it's about introducing these student athletes to what their future could look like if they would like to apply themselves outside of the field of play. And it's all about professional development. And honestly, you know, that's one of the reasons why I love college sports. I continue to be able to be in contact with athletes and just trying to make sure that they feel confident when they step outside of the field or the court that they can be successful um, professionally as well. Did you know you when you were an athlete that you wanted to go into the business? When did, you, when did that reality hit you? Probably not until my junior year. I went through a couple of different degrees. I thought I wanted to be a, a team doctor, and then I didn't do too well in biology, and then I tried to study <laughs> business, and accounting wasn't my thing. And um, I stumbled into journalism because of my volleyball teammate. That was her major. I loved the class, intro to journalism, and I thought this is exactly what I want to do. And I can't believe how many doors it's opened for me and just how great – um, my job is I really enjoy I love meeting people I love talking to people and those are the two things that I get to do every single day which is awesome for me all right final thing for you what are some of the keys to the game tomorrow uh, if, if Florida wins this has to happen if Georgia wins this has to happen in your view 
I think Georgia, if Georgia wins, it means that they've established a run game. Um, you know, you lose two excellent backs, seniors, Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle, and Georgia's just struggling to find a way um, to get a consistent run game going. And I don't know if that looks like having Justin Fields going and create that run game um, or continuing to get Holyfield going and just finding some kind of dynamic there. Um, and then I think for Florida win, Felipe Franks has had some great strides and he's clearly making a lot of progress um, and continuing to, to grow that completion percentage. And some of those, some big tosses, tosses or maybe a, a big touchdown play from Franks could be huge. And I think that he's going to set the tone offensively and, and can put Florida over the top if he's just clicking and feeling confident and making some of those big throws that you need on the third down or when you're in the red zone. Gator fans, if you're in Jacksonville tomorrow, go see college game day. Maria Taylor, part of that, and then she said she's on a plane to do another game later on. Maria, thank you for taking the time to talk to us here. Appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. Maria Taylor does a really nice job, uh, part of college game day. Uh, Okay, you know what today is. It's Prognostication Friday, and I'm really interested in what you think obviously, of Florida-Georgia. But let me give you some of the other games we're looking at. And I and I picked some of these games just because I think they're interesting. Miami-Boston College. is you know, Adazio's done a pretty good job with Boston College. Clemson-FSU, the SEC Cellar Dweller Bowl. Vandy-Arkansas, the loser, continues to be a loser in the SEC. Also, Kentucky, Missouri, A&M, Mississippi State, Tennessee, South Carolina, and, of course, score the Gator game and why. Okay? So, with that, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Rachel is producing back at ESPN. Rob Harder alongside me here at the Social at Midtown doing the producing and making sure the buttons are being hit correctly. Congratulations to Gators Soccer yesterday. Uh, beat a good Arkansas team and beat them handily, 3 nothing. So they qualify for the SEC tournament. They begin play there on Sunday. Gator Volleyball will play Sunday uh, as well. Let's get some calls and emails. Austin will start. Austin, hi. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Doing great. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for explaining the uh, FPI thing yesterday. It made some more sense now. Well... I mean, you know, as best, that, that's a really complicated thing, but I hope it made some sense. It did, it did. Um, if I could uh, get my picks in. Sure. Let's start Miami-Boston College. Uh, I'm going to go Miami. Clemson-FSU. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Clemson. Vandy-Arkansas. Uh, Vandy. Kentucky-Missouri. Um, I'm going to go Missouri at home. They're favored. Uh, A&M, Mississippi State. Uh, I'm going to go A&M. Tennessee, South Carolina. Uh, I think South Carolina gets it done. And score the Gator game and why? I'm going to say Florida 21, Georgia 14. Um, I think it's a relatively low-scoring game because both defenses, uh, you know, will be able to stop the other offense. And I think... um, that it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and I think Florida gets a late touchdown. Okay. Austin, appreciate it. Thank you a lot. Thank you. Uh, yep. Let's bring Jake to sports scene. Hi, Jake. How are you? 
Hi, Steve. Rainy day. We got to get get it going here, though. Um, well, at least tomorrow will be nice. With you, boss. Yeah, I know. It's All right. Be a great day. I hope. Anyway, I'm All ready right. for the pick. We'll go opposite here. Tennessee, South Carolina. South Carolina. A and M, Mississippi State. A and M. Kentucky, Missouri. Missouri. Uh, Vandy, Arkansas. Arkansas. Clemson, FSU. Tigers. Miami, Boston College. Canes. And uh, Gator scoring, why? Oh, wow. I hate to say this, but I had a bad dream about this last night. Dogs 24, Gators 23. They're going to drive down at the end, two minutes left. The guy's going to kick a field goal as time runs out. 24-23, Georgia. Wow. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jake. Thank you for the call. Jonesy emails and says, why do you think the offensive line isn't getting the love they deserve this year? They've done a 360. Do you feel this is the key to winning the game? Um, It's one of them. Look, most games in the SEC, most, are line of scrimmage games. This is a line of scrimmage game, in my opinion. I think the team that runs the best wins the game. But John Hevesy, I keep saying this, when he was hired to come with Dan Mullen, you knew the offensive line would be better because we saw him do that first time around under Urban. So he's done a very good job with his offensive line. Are they elite? No. Are they better? Yes. And I think that's part of the reason why, too, they've not gotten love because, frankly, they were bad for so long. And it's taken them a little time to get better. Uh, Larry is up next. Larry, hi. Welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. How are you doing today? Doing well, sir. All right. Uh, let me do my picks first, and then I'll, I'll question you. Okay. Clemson FSU. Clemson. Miami Boston College. Boston College. Vandy, Arkansas. Um, I'm going to say Vandy. Okay. Kentucky, Missouri. Missouri. A&M, Mississippi State. Uh, A&M. Tennessee, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina. And score the Gator game and why? Uh, I'm going to say Gators 27, uh, Bulldogs 24. I think, uh, like an earlier caller, I think it's going to come down to the last quarter. I think beginning of the game, both teams are going to play a little tight uh, just because of, you know, what's on the line. And my question for you is, what do you think, uh, you know, Kirby Smart showed a fake field goal against LSU that Mm -hmm. didn't pan out. And then we showed a fake punt against Vandy that worked out pretty good. Uh, how big do you think special teams are going to play, and do you think uh, either team uh, is going to have a few trick plays? And I'll take your comments off there. Thank you, buddy. Sure. Thank you, Larry. Um, yeah, I think Dan Mullen said this best. You have trick plays put in every week for every opponent. But the question becomes, is it the right time? Is it the right look? For example, the Townsend fake punt was called. It was not t- something Townsend did. So maybe, and, and Vandy started peeling back, if you remember. So that was a good call at the time. You don't, in my opinion, do a trick play for the sake, oh, let's try a trick play. Because if it backfires, it can give momentum to the other team. Could that happen? Sure, it could happen. But it has to be 
down in distance. It has to be the, the feel of the call. What is the momentum of the game like? Sometimes you do that to change momentum. But uh, they have a good field goal kicker. Florida's got a good field goal kicker. The difference is in their punting game. It's not as good as it was a year ago. 1219, time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry. With the answer is always yes, we are live at the social at Midtown. Get out of the rain. Come have some lunch with us, talk some sports. Call us up on Prognostication Friday. I want to hear what Gator Nation has to say today about this game. Stay with us on Sports